Good morning. Yesterday I began a series looking at different items and articles and props in the entire nativity scene, the story of the Lord Jesus Christ, his birth and the events surrounding that. And yesterday we looked at the donkey. Today let's look at the manger. The manger. It has become a central prop to every nativity scene. It has become a part of every Christmas display. And as you look at that, you you appreciate the lights, the star, the you know, the, the, the wise men, the shepherds. But when you look close enough, the place where Jesus actually lay was in a manger. The manger is a place where it's like a trough and hay is put in there for the cattle to eat. It was the softest place that Mary could find to put her little newborn baby. Jesus lay in a manger. This was part of the prophecy, the sign that was given to the wise men. You will see him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's not where you find a king. But that's where a king finds you. God wanted to meet you in your place of humility. God wanted you to come to your lowest. You had to meet him there in that place. I had to meet him there in that place. We all meet at the manger. At our lowest points in our life. At the times when we realize we most need him. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. And Jesus lay in a manger. What a beautiful picture that has become. Otherwise insignificant. Not worth of art. Not worth of song. But it has become central to our faith. Where we remember Christ when he was born. It is part of his humility. And part of his poverty. That God became nothing in Christ. He became nothing. He emptied himself of absolutely everything. If you want to know more of what I'm talking about, you can find the entire account in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 talks about the emptying of Christ. Of, of, and he, he, he became nothing so that he could, he could become sin for us. He could experience death on our behalf. What a joy. What a joy to know that we are loved that much. That Jesus would go to that extent, that distance for us. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I want to pray over your brother this morning, your sister this morning. I pray, O oh God, that you would enable them to realize that there is nothing and no distance you wouldn't go to reach out for us, to reach out to us. Oh God, I thank you so much for that love for us. And for the story that involves the manger. Today I ask for your hope to be poured into our hearts. If there's an area in our life, Lord, we're beginning to lose hope. It could be a marriage or it could be a dream, a plan. It could be a hope of someone coming back. Or seeing something again. Lord, I just feel right now that there is something that we are losing hope in. The psalmist says to himself, he says, 
Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Lord, would you tear our hearts open and pour hope back into it? Allow us to rise, to soar, because our faith is in Him and He gives us hope. That love of Christ that is poured into our hearts is a, gives us hope that doesn't disappoint. Lord, do this for my brother who's listening to me, for my sister who's listening to me. I pray their heart be filled with your hope today. We ask for wisdom for this coming day and as as we go through each hour of this day, Lord, allow us for our thoughts to just return back to this point we talked about, the hope that you are pouring into our hearts and make them hope full, full of hope, hour after hour as they go through the day and let that fill them with joy and put a smile on their face because God is the one who does all things good for us. I praise your holy name and give Jesus the glory and exalt you in our life for you are worthy of our praise. Father God, would you, a God of all hope, light our way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.